Please stay tuned for the Mind Body Health Program coming right up. Thanks, everybody, and welcome to Mind Body Health. This program today is a medical call in show, and I'm joined by our host, Dr. Marvin Trotter. My name's Cobb, by the way. I'm just the engineer guy, but Marvin is a longtime ER doctor. Welcome, Marvin. And Cobb is the sage of KZYX and medical shows. He always asks better questions. I don't know about that, but thank you. Um, so today, uh, Marvin, you had a guest all lined up, and the guest had to cancel, such as the way of live radio and life and the world of medical professionals and everyone. So we're doing a, a live call-in show, eh? That's right. So it'll be um, good questions from the audience, and we'll try to answer them. Yep, and that means for you, audience, the big information to get out there right away is 707-895-2448. That's 707-895-2448 is the line into our studio. So if you have any topics to bring up or questions for Dr. Marvin Trotter, uh, we have a whole hour to go. And we are able to take your calls such as we can um, and hear all about it. Hey, Marvin, before we get going, can you give us just a brief history and your work experience and your expertise as far as being a doctor and answering questions? You asked that last month. I don't know why. Um, I went to college at University of Texas in Austin. I went to medical school in Dallas at Southwestern Medical School. Um, I then did an internal medicine rotation uh, for three years after medical school, and that's where I became an internal medicine doctor. It's sort of like pediatricians are for kids, internists are for adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, after that, uh, Dr. Newkirk and I <clears throat> traveled around the country for two years being renodocs. Mm-hmm. So we went to Virginia, Southern California, Washington. Uh, different places and were doctors for people that wanted to go on vacation and um, we were um, in Virginia when uh, Dr. Apfel Mm -hmm. Mark Apfel's cousin Franklin his mother got ill in Florida and they asked us to come work at the community clinic in Ukiah Wow! and that's we came out here to visit and we ended up staying Wow and you've been a doctor here in, by many forms ever since, right? So for five years I did internal medicine um, in the county clinic and then I um, burned out doing that and I went to the emergency department and mm-hmm. did that for five years and then started doing public health in the ER together. Yeah. And then I got too old for that. So now I'm doing administrative stuff and working at the Round Valley Indian Health Clinic in Covalo Thursdays and Fridays. Yeah, and how long have you been doing this show now, you think, give or you know, take? several years. Yeah. Somebody said 10 years, which seems impossible. But um, Carmel Angelo did not want me to do this show hmm. as public health officer. So the ER group said, well, that's stupid. And so uh, they wanted me to do it. So I started doing it as an ER doctor. 
Cool. Well, and now here we are, and so that's our expert today. <laughs> and meanwhile, the number to call is 707-895-2448. We do have a caller already calling in. You can call in with your questions for Marvin or your medical topics to bring up. Uh, if you're a medical professional out there and you happen to be listening to the show and you want to promote uh, what you're working on and maybe answer a few questions we might have for you to, to give you a chance to get your word out to the listeners of KZYX, um, go ahead and do that. That's 707-895-2448. And welcome to the Mind Body Health Program. Oh, oh we lost them. Let's try another one here. Uh, and like I say, if you call in, um, there's a few other caveats I might fill you in on, but that number is 707-895-2448. And if it doesn't work the first time, keep trying. It can take us a little bit uh, to work these phone lines and get you in. Welcome to Mind Body Health. You're live on the radio. Yeah, hi. Thank you so much for the show. And thank you, Dr. Trotter, for giving up your oh-so-rare free time, such as it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you as well, Cobb. I mean, you, you, you guys are both institutions as far as I'm concerned. Not meaning you need to be institutionalized. <laughs> in any case... <laughs> I haven't heard any recent reports on COVID, and uh, I'm extremely vulnerable. As you know, okay. I don't like to refer to myself as elderly, but you know, it seems apparently that's the case. And um, mm. I have numerous health issues that mean that I really am in terrible danger should this thing strike me. And I'm wondering what the current state okay. of COVID is in the county. Okay, well, I haven't heard any late right. news. Okay, very good question. You Thank know, you. Um, you know the quote unquote the pandemic is over. I agree that people aren't um, dying like flies like they used to, but still, uh, 300 people a day are dying of COVID nationwide. 200,000 or a quarter million people have died so far this year. Um, yes, elderly, diabetic, obesity, all those you know uh, are risk factors. Uh, the good news is there's a new bivalent shot out. Um, you know, uh, it works pretty well. I think people like you should get it. Um, you know, the the good news is nobody's going on a ventilator, um, per se. I mean, people are still dying, but it's not uh, a coup de grace. Um, you know, people are fatigued, they're vomiting. I know this, you know, uh, it's terrible for the person, but it doesn't bother me as an ear doctor. It's the people that came in respiratory failure and died on you in, a, in the next day from uh, respiratory distress syndrome. So it's still an issue. I think it's certainly still an issue for people over 60 or people that have health problems. Get the bivalent vaccine. Call, I'm sure public health and other people have it. My, cons my thoughts are is this is going to become the flu shot every year or every six months you know that it mutates so much i don't know where the end to this is uh, what's the current policies with the hospitals are, are all the professionals and nurses still wearing masks as they interact with patients that kind of thing believe in the hospital yes the cdc actually last week dropped the mask provision for medical offices oh wow okay. uh i don't nobody's doing that right now but they dropped the mask requirement. And again, I think it's because so many people now have natural immunity and or plus have been vaccinated that people, you know, it's not 
a shot to the head like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I think that the, well, the thing that distresses me more than anything is the reports that uh, of dementia in elderly people that get COVID. Mm-hmm. It that that uh, you know you lose ten years of your mental capacity in a lot in thirty percent of people that get COVID when they're over sixty five. Long term, that's a big deal. Yeah. So I, 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 you know, I, you know, I'm tired of the masks. Uh, I've had COVID a couple of times. I felt lousy for a day or two. I've been vaccinated. Um, if you have any health risks, you should certainly still get vaccinated. And maybe wear a mask when you're out in yes. public yes. in different I think indoor if, settings. If I'm an elderly diabetic, I'd be wearing a mask. Okay. And we have a caller waiting right now. Oh, no. So I want to put it out there. If you call 707-895-2448, we have open lines right now, and that gets you live into the studio. Um, if you hear our voices coming over your phone line, you know that you're on deck. And if you hear something pick up and then it clicks and there's just silence on the end of the line, but it's not hanging up on you, that means you're on hold. And you can stay uh, tuned in and listening uh, with your radio and just be ready to turn your radio all the way down when you hear uh, our voices come through on your phone. 707-895-2448 gets you into the show. Welcome to the Mind Body Health Program. You're live on the radio. Me? Yes, that's you. Welcome. Thanks for calling. Okay, well, thanks for being here. But I did almost have the same question the previous caller, but I didn't really get much of an answer out of it, out of Marvin. But what is the situation in the county with the virus? Is it? Yeah. Is it yeah. Okay. The the you know I don't I can't give you an up to date. Um, county experience. I'll tell you that in uh, Covalo, uh, they're having a little bit of a rebound, but it's not anything like it was. I think the county isn't um, overwhelmed at the moment in the emergency room, etc. But um, I'm sure that we're still having cases. Um, and, and the thing about this is that things could be great in Mendocino County this week and not be next week. You know, it depends on the variant and how quickly has have the last two variants come through uh, Mendocino County or not. So this, this it's sort of um, a bouncing ball as to how aggressive you should be about wearing your masks. So definitely, if someone out there who works in healthcare right now and is an authority that can speak to that question and you happen to be listening, call 895 and we'll get you on the air to give a proper update countywide on COVID. Clearly, some listeners are wondering. And and one thing I'd like to say, believe it or not, the majority of people that have COVID do not have symptoms. And that's what is why it spreads so much. So you think you're going to stay away from people that have a cough and a fever. Nope, that's not it. The other thing that I just thought of is the CDC came out and said that the new variants, variants give you more of a sore throat than a cough or a fever. So everybody's been so attuned of whether people have fevers or coughs. Believe it or not, the new variants more give you more of a sore throat. So 
now do you have just a cold or is it a or is it COVID? Huh. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Welcome to Mind Body Health. You're live on the radio. Hello. Hello. Yeah, you're you're live. You're on the air. Thank you for joining us. Go ahead Thanks. with your question. Yeah. Hi. Um, this question is about internal medicine doctors, and I listen to the show and hear about the family practice doctors coming as interns. But yeah. I'm kind of wondering because I'm an older person. Uh, no. And thinking about internal medicine doctors for uh, my life, <laughs> and maybe too because I kind of shy away from children, and and would, would like to see more internal medicine right. people come up, and if it's actually something that people practice a lot anymore. Good question. Um, well, believe it or not, when I came to town in 1986. With Dr. Newkirk, there were eight internal medicine, you know, board-certified physicians, and internal medicine doesn't do pediatrics and OB/GYN uh, like family practice does. Family practice is everything. Internal medicine is adults and focuses on, you know, adult diseases. Uh, there's only one or two in the in the in the county now, or in Ukiah now. Um, people aren't going into an internal medicine. Um, People are going into dermatology and ear, nose, and throat. Um, it's um, a crisis, I think, in primary care. That's internal medicine and family practice. Um, we are very, very, very fortunate to have a family practice residency program. But uh, we do not have nor ever will have an internal medicine residency program here. So for internal medicine, you're gonna, uh, it's going to be hard to find an internist. And I don't know that that's going to change in the future. And um, I'm sorry I don't have um, a good answer for that for local internists. Is there a mechanism for people to follow up with some of these concerns in terms of reaching out to, like, hospital administrations and things like that? The hospital does everything it can to recruit physicians here. Unfortunately, um, this is not back to the land days of the 70s and 80s when a lot of the doctors that came here, you would be surprised how many people like Dr. Carlson and Kersey and all these people came, you know, when it was the cool thing to live outside of the city. Um, Tim and Myers was telling me how hard it's to recruit pharmacists here in spite of paying them more than the big city. Everybody wants to be in a big city. 52% of medical students are now women. It was only 5 or 10% was I was in medical school. And, um, you know, I don't know how many women want to go, oh, I want to go practice in Covalo. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's a, only 7% of physicians want to practice in a rural area. Huh. That's not many people. Interesting. Okay, we have another caller. Welcome to Mind Body Health. You're live on the radio. Are you there, caller? Okay, so just to put it out there, we do have some difficulties with our phone lines now and then. Uh, and as you can, we'll we'll take your call as best we can. If you hear it come up on the radio and then go silent, but it doesn't hang up on you, that means you're on hold. If you hear our voice on your phone, that means you're about to be on the air. 
And beyond that, um, if something happens, just keep trying to call back that number, 707-895-2448. Yeah, and just, uh, you know, the hospital has recruiters. The hospital sends out everything that, you know, they re- they get uh, rent-a-docs to come here, hoping they'll stay. Um, if the doctors existed, we'd have a better mm-hmm. staff. Welcome to Mind Body Health. You're live on the radio. Oh, hey there. You're live on the radio. If you can turn down your radio in the background, that would help us a lot before you go on. Okay. Hello. Hello. Oh, good. I've been cut off four times. So. Ah. Sorry about that. Sometimes it's it's a technical thing here. Thank you for your patience. Okay, I was um, wondering, I've just heard of the term functional medicine, and I had never heard of it before. Um, no, you're still there. Functional okay. medicine. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if there was any doctors that practice that in Mendocino County, and what is the difference in integrative medicine? You know, you're probably too sophisticated for me. Um, I do not know the definition of functional or integrated medicine um, enough to speak about it. I can only guess, but to my knowledge, there isn't such a physician in Mendocino County, and there may be, and I'm just ignorant of it. Sorry, I can't answer your question. Okay, yeah, there, there isn't. Uh, I went to an integrated medicine doctor in uh, a DCSF. So, uh, and what, I, what, how would you define that? What what was integrated? Um, it uh, it doesn't say don't take medication, but um, the uh, doctor I saw, she was encouraging um, lifestyle changes, uh, like diet and exercise, uh, and meditation, and in addition to to uh, okay. regular medication. Okay. All right. Thank Thanks. you very much. Okay. Um, you know, that's a pet peeve of mine, is that. of Americans now are obese, and it's 60% in some states. And I don't care who the doctor is. uh, um, Good luck with your diabetes, hypertension, coronary artery disease, peripheral vascular disease, and everything that you see on the ambulance cob. You know, people need to take better care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay, welcome to Mind, Body, Health. You're live on the radio. Hello, is that me? Yep, you're live. Thanks for calling in. Great. I hope you haven't already covered this um, while I wasn't listening. But I'm wondering what the new guidelines are for the workplace. If somebody tests COVID and calls in sick, uh, how do we proceed then? Yeah, you know, maybe uh, what I would suggest is um, I'm not going to be able to answer all the COVID questions. I think we need to get Dr. Coran or Dr. Colfax on for a show. I probably have told you everything I know about COVID at this point. I don't know about the, what the workplace. At um, most places, they're not wearing the mask anymore, but I can't answer your question. Sorry. To the best of my knowledge, um, if you're able to get on the internet and search and go on either the state website or there may be some links uh, at the county government level, you might find something there. And again, if we're lucky, if someone out there who is an expert on this locally or involved in that policy making and you happen to be listening to 
KZYX right now, you could call in 707-895-2448 and get live on the radio uh, and give an update to folks. Thanks. Welcome to Mind, Body, Health. You're live on the radio. Um, nope. Let's talk about something I read in the uh, journal the other day that's fascinated me was suicide and folic acid. The, they did a study, people taking one milligram of folic acid a day uh, decreased uh, suicide rate by, by 5 or 10 percent, um, sort of overnight. And it was felt that the, that the, the depressed people are somehow folate deficient from inadequate diet, I'm not quite sure, but mm-hmm. that the neurotransmitters, mm-hmm. you know, norepinephrine, serotonin, etc., are methylated, and if you have a folic acid deficiency, you have less of the neurotransmitters, um, and everybody feels better if they have a higher higher serotonin level. Mm-hmm. And so, it's the only rational, easy thing I've ever seen about suicide. So, if you have a friend or a family member yourself that's depressed, try taking some folic acid. Uh, which is in some foods, but it's a very benign vitamin that you can buy at the store, folic acid. Huh, interesting. Welcome to Mind, Body, Health. You're live on the radio. Hi, this is Dr. William Miller calling. All right. Hello. Welcome. So I, I, uh, I like listening to your show, and I heard that you would like to have somebody uh, weigh in on the question of covid and return to work. Um, You're on. So, oh. <laughs> so the problem is that it remains very confusing if you go to the websites like the state and the county. Uh, I think it remains pretty confusing. But the bottom line is that things have loosened up quite a bit. And if somebody does test positive for COVID, uh, they need to stay out of the workplace for at least seven days. And if they have a negative ELISA test, which is the one that you can buy over the counter, uh, then they can return to work at the seven-day point. Otherwise, they can return to work after 10 days without any testing, as long as their symptoms are improving. Now, the key word there is improving. They don't have to be completely symptom-free, but if they're improving, and it's been 10 days since the, uh, since the initial positive test, then they can return to work. It's also important to know that you should not be getting repeated testing over and over, and that's something I'm seeing a lot of, is people uh, keep testing over and over and over, and then they're perplexed as to why after 10 days they're still positive. The problem with these tests is that they will potentially remain positive out to 90 days. And that does not mean that the patient still has the infection, nor does it mean that they're contagious. What the, these tests are testing for are and, and picking up are fragments of, residual fragments of the virus that are not thought to be active. So um, once again, the key is to go by the symptoms and if and if you're at 10 days out from the onset of the symptoms and the positive test result that started this and your symptoms are improving, you can return to work. Um, and then as far as masking, masking has been lifted. The masking requirements have been lifted 
pretty much across the board with one notable exception, and that's in the healthcare environment. So the state of California is still requiring that anybody who goes into a doctor's office, a dentist's office, a nursing home, or a hospital uh, must wear a, 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 a medical-grade mask. Um, that would be your paper mask. I hope that helps. That was great. Thank you very much. Yep. Are there any other updates you'd like to give us regarding anything medical that's on your radar that you'd like to bring up for our listeners? Well, I think that um, there's a lot of talk about whether or not we're going to have a heavy influenza season this year uh, because the Southern Hemisphere had somewhat of a more than usual um, influenza season. But it wasn't a really uh, dramatic peak, so I don't think we're going to have, I personally don't think we're going to have a huge influenza season. But one thing that's of interest is that that pediatric cases seem to be higher this year and uh, more ill, uh, the pediatric cases are causing more illness. So the recommendation by the American Pediatric Association and the CDC is for children to uh, make sure that children get vaccinated with the flu shot. And they're the ones that spread it around all the time. Uh, yes, that's that's a lot of it. Uh, also, RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, which is another problem for children, seems to be heavier this season, mm. too. Um, these things fluctuate. I don't know that that have season concerns for influenza and RSV have anything to do with COVID. I kind of doubt it because this fluctuates uh, from year to year anyway. But it does appear that we're going to have more uh, pediatric viral upper respiratory illnesses this year. Uh, but maybe for adults it won't be so bad. Cool. And uh, Dr. William Miller, if you have just a few more minutes, you got to get going, that's just fine. But if you have a few more minutes to introduce yourself a little more specifically to our audience and what your uh, work experience is as a doctor around here, uh, that'd be really fun for everyone to know. Um, are you open to that? Sure. Of course. Thank you. So I am out here on the coast at uh, Adventist Health Mendocino Coast Hospital. I am the chief of staff here, and I've been here six years. I live in the community. And one of the things that I've been doing since the COVID uh, pandemic started is writing a weekly article called The Miller Report, which um, has been featured in many of the local newspapers. Uh, you can look That's at great. previous Miller reports by going to wmillermd.com. Uh, they're all listed in there, and so that's that's what I do. Well, thanks. And what is kind of the status, uh, the Miller Report, if you will, presently, uh, especially out on the coast? Um, I write it every week. Uh, last week, I wrote about the influenza uh, question of whether we're going to have a bigger um, uh, influenza season this year. So. That was the one that was last week. Uh, this week I'm writing about how this is uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And out here on the coast, we have a brand new 3D mammogram, which the community uh, raised money for uh, through the uh, foundation and uh, cool. purchased for the hospital. 
and that is uh, something that's much better at detecting uh, earlier breast cancer. Um, so cool. we're recommending that people get their mammograms. Wonderful. Okay. Thank well, you hey, very much. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Dr. William Miller. I'm going to move us along to another caller now. That's great. So if you're out there and you're a medical professional and you want to uh, give us some updates on what's going on for you medically uh, in Mendocino County, that would be fun to hear. Or if you work with any of the outreach programs that are involved in medicine, uh, whether that's street medicine or regular medicine, emergency medicine, uh, do feel welcome to call in at 707-895-2448. That gets you live into KZYX on the Mind Body Health Show here with Dr. Marvin Trotter. And my name's Cobb. I'm engineering in the studio. Welcome. Oh. And keep trying if it doesn't work the first time. We really appreciate your enthusiasm on your end of the phone lines. Keep trying if it doesn't work the first oh, time. Oh, and caller, you're live on the radio, and if you could turn down your radio in the background now, that'd be very helpful. Welcome to Mind Body Health. You're live on the radio. Hello. Hello, yeah, that's you. Thank you for calling okay. in to Mind Body Health. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate the show. Um, I, on the COVID question, a few weeks ago, I got a, saw something online that I could get free COVID tests sent to me, home tests. I ordered them. I got them a couple days later. Uh, all four packages were already past their expiration date when I got them. I'm wondering a couple things. One, are we... Uh, being uh, fraudulently charged by companies with the taxpayers for tests. They're sending out out-of-date tests. And the other question is, are they still good? Can you still use them? They were already out-of-date when I got them. That's, that's the main thing I have. Got it. Thanks for putting that question out there. I'm not so... Sure, Marvin's looking at me like he doesn't know, but um, if anybody out there does know, maybe they'll call in and help us answer your question. Thanks, caller. Thank you. So a topic that I would like to discuss, mm -hmm. um, and hopefully Jackie Williams might call in. Um, I've texted her. Um, is that Minnesota County now is number two in the state for overdose deaths. This may not excite too many people as a topic, but we had 75 people die of overdoses last year in Mendocino County. 100,000 people died of overdoses in the last 12 months in the United States. So if you had a 107,000. In Mendocino County, though? Uh, 75. So, okay. We had 75 people die from overdoses in Mendocino That's County funny. last year. Wow. And I'll tell you that, that my daughter, the Ph.D. in psychology, tells me that everybody and their mother is depressed about COVID and what's going on the last two years. And I think that when you have more, there's more overdose deaths in San Francisco than COVID deaths. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that this, isn't, this isn't just a bunch of street medicine people that nobody cares about. Um, these are real people. A lot of them are young. And it isn't a matter of intelligence, it's addiction. And um, um, I don't know if 
Jackie's calling in, or well, we got a caller on deck. Okay. But finish okay. what you're Anyway, about. I just want people to realize that this is a very stressful time. That uh, come to Ford Street, go to a counselor. Uh, um, there's outpatient programs, New Life Clinic. Um, seek some help. This is a difficult thing. Fentanyl has completely changed the game. Fentanyl isn't everything. They're putting fentanyl in marijuana now. It's a hundred times stronger than morphine, and it's responsible for two or three, or uh, sixty or seventy percent of the deaths. Got it. That's uh, a lot. Welcome to Nope. Okay. Um, I'll try one more here. Welcome to Mind Body Nope. And I got one more I can try. Welcome to Mind Body Health. You're live on the radio. Good morning. Hey, I wanted to speak to the issue of the outdated COVID tests. Okay. So when they uh, got these tests on the market, put them on the market, they weren't sure how long they were going to last. So most of the ones that are available in the pharmacies, over-the-counter, have an extended shelf life. They could call, that person could call public health, or if you look at the name, the brand on the test, let's say iHealth, and you Google iHealth extended expiration dates, you can find the new date. Many of them, I know the ones we got through Medicare.gov were extended till I think the third week of January. So don't throw them away. It's an extended shelf life. They were learning how to do it. Okay. Thanks for that. And do you have any um, sources people can go to to research this the way that you were able to, that you know um, about? You know, I work at Public Health. Okay. So, um, Rosalie. Hey, Marvin. So, yeah, that's what you do, and um, I do it all the time. Okay. But they could call public health and talk to someone in the testing program. You know, what you need is the, the product number, like, say, iHealth is one of them, and the lot number. But it's right there online. You could easily do it. Okay. And, um... Thanks for calling in. Is there anything else you'd like to bring up concerning the work you do or your personal history working here? Um, you're certainly welcome to take a few minutes in that regard if you'd like to. Oh, you know, I don't have anything that okay. I need to say. Thank you so much for your beautiful work and the wonderful what? show. It's always a pleasure. Wonderful Thanks. work at Public Health, Rosalind. So that number to call, 707-895-2448, gets you live on the radio. Um, if it doesn't work the first time around, keep giving it a try. Really appreciate your patience on that side of the phone line. Uh, my name's Cobb in the studio here. And I want you all to know also today that support for KZYX comes from not just all of you, our listeners, our members in particular, but also Dave's Bike Shop on Gobi Street in Ukiah. Since 1994, Dave's Bike Shop has been a destination for cyclists throughout Mendocino County. They offer tune-ups, repairs, new and used bikes, and cycling accessories. More information is available at davesbikeshop.com and 
That's pretty funny. I have my bike in my car right now, and I'm taking it to Dave's Bike Shop after the show. There you go. Well, um, lost yeah. that caller. I do yeah. have another one coming through, best I can here. Yeah. So another uh, a thing that I do want people to realize that this is a fundraising time for KZYX, and KZYX needs your help. I do a monthly donation with my credit card. That's a very easy thing to do, um, and it, and the more monthly known income that they have, the better. And trying to raise money for a new study in Ukiah is a big um, expense. So please support KZYX. Um, I'd rather not talk about COVID anymore. I'd want to talk about some other topics. Yeah, we have about 20 okay. minutes left to go. We have a caller waiting here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anymore, I'd want to talk about and caller, you're live on the radio, and if you could turn down your radio in the background, that will help us immensely. Thank you. Hi, this is Jackie Williams from Port Street. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. we can. Okay. Thanks for calling in. So, Great. Thanks for the invitation. This gives me an opportunity to recognize Dr. Trotter as an enormous help that he provides at the Ukiah Recovery Center. And so oh, I'm yeah, yeah. grateful for that. Um, but I'm also happy that Dr. Trotter was port, you know, pointing out the serious um, opioid death rate we have in our county and, and anxious to talk about what all of us can do to um, remedy that situation. Please tell us, please tell us about Measure B and what we can do to double the size of Ford Street. Uh, but before well, you go there, Jackie, oh. give us a quick, what is Ford Street and what do they do for people that aren't okay. familiar? Yep. You bet. Um, Ford Street, uh, this is our 25th year in providing licensed residential treatment uh, in Mendocino County. So it's a nonprofit. It's been around since the 70s, but always um, in the early days trying to figure out how to help folks overcome alcohol addiction. Um, today, as, as Dr. Trotter pointed out, the um, addiction is fraught kind of like a minefield with all sorts of substances and, and alcoholism. Um, we also um, provide housing and supportive services for homeless families in Ukiah, and we operate the, the local food bank as well. But our primary mission has always been to help folks overcome addiction. And, you know, the thing that I did not know about the Ukiah Recovery Center is that there's actually three prongs to the program. You can go there for detox, but then if you're smart, you stay. And Medi-Cal now will pay for up to 90 days for you to stay at the program as an inpatient. Being sober and getting therapy is by far and away better than any other treatment source. Then if you get a job and there's an apartment available, uh, you can stay in an apartment. So tell, tell them about, um, go ahead. Uh, I still sure. want to, yeah, you go ahead. So what, what Dr. Trotter um, just explained is kind of one of our foundational beliefs that we can help people that are anxious to, to work on overcoming addiction, but, if, but half the people we help are unhoused and most times unemployed. So getting through that 30, 60, or even 90-day treatment um, still leaves a lot of things that, that need attention in their lives to help them get back on track. And so that's why we try to weave 
um, vocational programs and, um, you know, like working in the garden, healthy eating, and getting ready to go back to work, along with affordable housing, because it, it just takes all three of those things for people to be successful. And that's why we've been working hard uh, with the help of Partnership Health Plan um, to, to expand so we can serve more people. Um, the, the reality is um, there's lots of folks that need this kind of help in our community. And one of the more serious situations we have is as we help people who um, are in need of detox services. So today we only have six beds at Ford Street for, for, to provide detox and or what we now call um, withdrawal management. Um, but we're trying to take that number to 18 and um, build a, another sober living environment and add some additional um, group rooms and one-on-one office spaces for our counselors. So we're in the midst of an expansion program, and we've raised about half of the money that we need. Um, we uh, acquired from a behavioral health grant from the state of California. It was over $3 million. So keep pulling for us. Um, we need to serve more people. So, go, so the the measure B that was passed a couple of years ago because people wanted to do something about these uh, mental health difficulties in the county of Mendocino, uh, a lot of people worked hard to pass it. It passed, and that receives about a half million dollars in tax money for five years. Okay, in the measure B though, it said that ten percent of the money should be go go towards substance abuse, and so Ford Street is asking the county of Mendocino. Um, to give them the $3 million that they need, 10% of the monies, 10% of the monies should go to substance abuse, just like Measure B said, because that would match by the $3.5 million that Jackie somehow miraculously has gotten from the state of California and money that the city of Ukiah is putting into this. So doubling the size of Ford Street I think is essential if you're going to stop being number two in the state for drug overdose deaths because we're the only game in town. Can you speak to that Jackie? Thanks. Sure. I Well said Marvin. I, I, I feel like um, our county has has had several really challenging issues and, and the one that got top priority with Measure B was serving the people that have a serious mental health um, issue. And um, and the first two priorities um, that um, the community let us know that they wanted accomplished was the addition of a PUF unit and the addition of a crisis residential center. The crisis residential center I, has been open for months, several months now, and the PUF unit is, is in, in the midst of being designed. And so since those dollars have been raised through our taxes and the dollars set aside to do that, I'm hoping that we now can look to substance use disorder and problems and, and find the next $3 million from Measure B so we can complete um, our construction expansion project. Got it. You know, one of the thing, one of the things that I think is um, was confusing for some of our decision makers when we first started talking about that this is that people felt like, well, all the services are in Ukiah, 
one of the re- one of the things you want to be if you're a residential treatment facility is right near a hospital and we're lucky we are, we're literally i think three blocks away and so rather than have small residential treatment facilities scattered around uh, uh, probably for a large distributed population like mendocino county we are better served by having um, a central one where the ERs in ev- in every hospital in the county can make referral, and that's happening. We we can see people coming from all over Mendocino County, and as Dr. Trotter said, if you're med- medical eligible, these are services that will be provided to you at no cost. Since that change, and that change came about because Ford Street became. Um, a, part, a partnership health plan subcontractor and drug medical provider, we've been able to serve people that in the past would have never been able to afford services. So it, it's a true blessing to our community. And and the thing that I want to talk about is that if you're a meth addict in Hoplin, guess what? You don't want to be in Hoplin when you're trying to go through withdrawal and sobriety. I think it's good that you're have one location and you're not in your home turf sort of thing. The other thing I'd like to talk about is Duncan Johnston and the ER at UVMC have done a phenomenal job. We've gotten a much better working relationship. They do a lot to help uh, Ford Street. People come in and detox. They're, They're in the ER, you know, until they're more stable, and then they go to Ford Street. My dream with the Measure B money is that we would have more direct admissions from the jail, from from the hospitals and from MCHC directly to Ford Street because, you know, somebody, I'll tell you, I can't tell you the number of people that I have taken care of in the hospital that come in throwing up blood from their esophageal varices, from their alcohol abuse, okay? And you do everything to save their life. You intubate them and put them on a ventilator. They're in the hospital 12 days. And guess what? You discharge them to the street. Well, guess what? They come back and see you three or four months later. And somehow we've got to stop this stupid loop. So I have a question, Jackie. Um, yeah, thank you, Marvin. That's I know, I rant real. and Jackie. No, no it's uh, useful context. I get it. My own PTSD. Okay, go but, ahead. But what I'm wondering is for listeners out there that are hearing you right now and they want to be supportive, uh, what options do they have in that regard? Uh, is there any specific way that you're looking for help or that kind of thing that you want to put out there? I think the most simple way would be to contact your member of the board, your representative on the board of supervisors. Um, I, you know, there's a way you can do that on their website or you could send them an email or, um, let them know. You know, I, I, I feel bad for those folks at times because everybody that goes before them tells them this is the most urgent and important thing you need to do. But in this particular state um, where we are, we have the data to support that we're in a crisis. And I think we're all exhausted with crisis because of COVID. But that doesn't mean this opioid crisis is going to go away on its own. So um, as Dr. Trotter explained, um, we have a, a network now, and it's not perfect, and we need more capacity, but we have a network. We, we could really begin um, to serve at a higher level, and, and, and that's our hope and intention. But again, we just need some capital money 
um, to, to expand the, the facility so and, we can do that. And it's the biggest bang for the buck. Thank you very much, Jackie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a couple more questions for you. We have just a few yeah. minutes left. Sure. I'm wondering, um, for people that are interested in learning more about Ford Street or interested in your services, what the contact information is for your agency. So you could go to FordStreet.org, and our website explains what we do. And like for the food bank, the hours of operation. For if you would, if you're interested in outpatient treatment. How, how you could hook up for that, and then it explains all the other programs. So that's probably the, the best way. The other population that's out there is we probably all have had a friend or family member that we're worried about or concerned, whether it's alcohol or drug use, and we don't quite know what to suggest they do. Sometimes the best thing we can do as friends and neighbors is express our concern and then ask them, did you know? that there's a place in Mendo that you, you might be able to get some help and just tell them your concern. Sometimes folks just need to know that somebody else is concerned and it may get them thinking about it. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is when people come in from the ER for withdrawal management or what we used to call social detox, Half of them, after being there and, and being treated with respect and care, ask to stay. Sometimes the hardest thing for us adults to do is admit we have a problem and to ask for the help. And so it's, it's um, a safe and proven way to help people get into services. And you can, you know, again, the, the Ukiah Recovery Center phone number is 707 Four six two six two nine zero, and those folks could answer your questions as well. Four four six two six two nine zero. Four six two six two nine zero. Yep, and I have one more question for you, Jackie. Um, I'm wondering if you could give us all a brief what is it and um, where it's at and how available it is, um, both Narcan and just the training around it and the availability of that in terms of um, its ability to interfere with opioids and prevent overdoses, fatal overdoses? I, I feel like it's, it's just, it's everywhere. Um, and, I, and I think that's important and I'm pleased. But that is a Band-Aid right. on an enormous problem. And so you know, I, um, I live next door to a, a, a firefighter in Redwood Valley. And, um, you know, he, you know, I know um, volunteer firemen, all the folks that do emergency services are all are doing this regularly. And what, what hurts their hearts are sometimes it's the same person over and over again. Right. And so that's, that's, that's the, the place where... Um, we, we really need to figure out intervention. But I do feel that um, we've done an excellent job at getting that spread around the county. Um, but that's not the solution. That's a, um, a, band-aid. a, a weak Band-Aid. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, the other thing, you know, people should talk about AA. Um, and yeah. remember that this isn't a matter of intelligence. The other thing I want you to know that it is shocking to me, working in the ER, how people will come in and, oh, they're drunk. 
but they also have three other substances in their urine. And remember that fentanyl kills you all the time. It's in everything because it hooks you to whatever the seller has. And two, again, I know people are tired of hearing this, methamphetamine cardiomyopathy. Every time you use methamphetamine, you knock off a little part of your heart. And if you talk to people that are 40 years old and only have a third of their heart left, um, their life expectancy is two years. So anyway, multi-drug is not a matter of intelligence, 462-6290, and try to get somebody to get them some help. AA is great. So thanks for calling in, Jackie, and thanks for sure, providing thank all that context. Have a great day. Thank you, guys. I, I, I guess I, I have trouble helping myself because you work in the emergency room for 25 years, and this is a river of sadness, just like you see on the ambulance, and we need to do a better job at addressing it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I did just attend a more memorial for a friend, a colleague. Um, uh, as far as I know, it was related to overdose and, and need for recovery care. Um, it's common. It affects everyone who lives around here and beyond. Um, so this is definitely something, you know, as, as you, as a listener that can get educated about um, and participate in, I'm sure it's going to help you directly, helps all of us directly to know more. Um, thank you all for tuning in to KZYX. We're coming right up on the end of our hour here with uh, Mind Body Health and our host, Dr. Marvin Trotter. We do have one more call we can try and take, Marvin, if you're open to it. Welcome to Mind Body Health. You're live on the radio. Me? Yeah, you made it. Thank you for for being dedicated to get through. Um, we only have just a couple minutes though, so if you got a question or a comment, uh, let's so be again. quick. Yeah. If a person tests positive for the virus and is asymptomatic, are they still contagious? Okay. Thanks. Uh, probably not. You know. Because, um, you know, that, that is hard, actually, actually it's a hard question to say, you know, uh, because a lot of people are positive, they're contagious, and they're asymptomatic. So I guess uh, it would, after five or six days, yes, but just one-time test, you can't say that. You could be positive and be asymptomatic, sorry. Okay, and uh, listener and other listeners, if you're able to, one of the great services with KZYX is that you can go on the website and go to the jukebox service and listen to our shows again. What that means is you could um, go backwards in time, if you will. Earlier in the show, we had Dr. William Miller call in, um, and he gave a pretty good update on the status of COVID here in the county and what policies were um, around workplace environment and masking and so forth currently and how to handle testing. We had a few other callers who knew more than we did about that information calling in with good um, answers. So that's an option. Um, my name is Cobb. I work here at KZYX. I'm going to take just a moment before we move right along. And thanks for joining us today, Dr. Marvin Trotter, once again. And I would like to say everybody should go see Magic Milk, a silent musical, November 4th, 5th, and 11th, 12th at the Anderson Valley Grange. 
Okay, yeah, that's a whole different thing. Um, thank you, Marvin. It's <laughs> it's a play, a silent musical um, that I'm involved with. But the point is, um, before we tune into the next program, uh, there's a quiet drive right now to support KZYX. And if you go to their website, www.kzyx.org, there's a really easy way to donate online, and it's a major help. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.